Do you want to be transported back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I certainly do. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer, bottled with all-natural, uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. And it's not just about that elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. I've said it before, but I love this product. It feels like I am going to a spa every Every night, and it delivers that coveted post-vacation glow like you just returned from a tropical getaway. Right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code DATEABLE at OSEAMalibu.com. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care from OSEA. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DATEABLE at OSEAMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OSEAMalibu.com and use the code DATEABLE for 10% off. Hey everyone, welcome to Season 5 of the Dateable Podcast. As always, we're excited to be back bigger, better, and juicier than ever. For anyone new joining us and for all of our loyal returning listeners, first of all, hey oh, we missed you guys. Since launching in February of last year, we've had over 500,000 listens. That's a lot of people who are experiencing modern dating or just simply entertained by what the hell is happening in our love lives. Some of the publications we've been featured in include Bustle, Thought Catalog, HuffPo, Ask Men, Brit & Co, SFGate, UpOut, and BET? Yes, BET listed us as one of the top five podcasts that might change your perspective on dating. Thanks for the love, BET. And if you didn't know already, in our off-season, we launched a few premium episodes called The Why Series, where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We've had some great feedback on how actionable these episodes are, so check it out on our website under the tab Why Series. Okay, on to the show. Now, we have a lot of fun topics for you this season, and this premiere episode touches upon many of the issues and challenges we face in modern dating with technology. Just fair warning, there's some strong language and very strong opinions expressed in this episode that may be a little offensive or even shocking. But the outcome and takeaways are universal for all. Plus, you might be inspired to take on a new hobby. <laughs> Ready to find out what that might be? Here's Season 5, Episode 1. The Dateable Podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work, or not. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating insider, if you will. On each episode, you'll hear commentary from my producer, Julie Kraftchik, and other surprise co-hosts. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. Uh, our guest today, his name is Bottle Ned. Bottle Ned. <laughs> is Bottle your first name? Yeah. 
Yes, it is. Well, your parents were nice. <laughs> no, that's me, man. I made my own name. Screw my regular name. Why Why do you go by Bottle Ned? Because I'm a treasure hunter. I like digging up old bottles. What kind of bottles? Antique bottles from the 19th century. Oh. Yeah. Have you made mm-hmm. any money off of them? I can't say. Oh. I don't want people to <laughs> copy me. This is like a hobby you've had for a while. Yeah. Since you were a child. Yeah, since I was a child. So how many bottles do you have right now? It's not quantity, it's qual- quality. Oh, just like dating, Kinda isn't like, it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I to that. <laughs> nice segue. Well, speaking of dating, we're going to get right to it. So, yeah. Ned, you've been in... Or you've been in the Bay Area for your whole life? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Your first local, maybe. No, definitely not. Well, I would believe it. The first local who's been here the whole time. There That's are... been here the whole time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. there's no locals around here, hardly. <laughs> You're from the Marin, right? Shh, shh. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. That's not SF local. It's I grew different. up in Shelter Cove, my hot tub. <laughs> and just to give you guys an um, an idea of his age range, he's uh, anywhere between 18 to 50, apparently. <laughs> oh, I thought that was like the girls that I would date. Oh, but I didn't know that was would, supposed to be me. You would date girls as young as 18 <laughs> and as old as 50? <laughs> well, wouldn't anyone? I mean, if they had a chance? <laughs> Any guy? Yeah, tr- let me tell you something right now. Any guy would would date an eighteen year old if they had a chance and if it was socially acceptable and if they could get away with it or whatever. Socially acceptable was the key. Yeah, or yeah. Like, <laughs> my god. Can gosh. do whatever you want. And then you go as high as fifty. But how old are you? I have to say, dude, I'm like a. You could say a range. You'd say a range. I thirties something. Thirties, okay. <laughs> Narrowing it down between 18 to 15. I don't remember how old I am. All, all my dating sites say a different age. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, an 18-year-old, they're not going to go for somebody that's like, oh, my God, you're in your 30s? Like, like, like they're going to be like, they're going to be like, Jesus Christ, he's old. But when they see you, they don't realize how old they are because 18-year-olds don't have a concept of, yeah. well, they just see a person that's an adult. They don't know how old they are as an adult. They just I'm see, just, like, I'm just a full-grown bo- man more bothered by the fact that you're totally for 18 years. <laughs> I don't care if 18 years. Oh, no, no. I'm an equal you. opportunity employer. I, I'll, I'll, any, any, any age, any whatever. I don't give a shit. So for those of you who are listening to this and going, what the fuck is going on? The reason why we brought Ned on is because Ned and I saw each other a couple days ago and we started talking about dating in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ter- dating in San Francisco is terrible. And I have some tips for people to date better. Right? Yeah. So let's talk about why you think dating in San Francisco is problematic. I think that's, uh, I mean, it's common knowledge to a certain extent. If you do some research online, you can type in (laughs) why dating in SF sucks. And, you know, for people, people know, you know, everyone's perpetually distracted. It's the city's full of perpetual children. They're boring. They're uninteresting. They're, you know, tech, you know, those kind of people. And that's fine for certain types, you know. Uh, I think the main problem is people have too many options. That's what it comes mm-hmm. down to in the city, options. That's what it comes down to anywhere. If if you encounter a person that has too many options, they're never going to choose any one thing. They're always going to – it's human nature to always see that the grass is greener on the other side of the fence and especially pertaining to dating. So now you throw things like technology and Tinder into the mix um, you know, and maybe in 1990, you had a bunch of vapid materialists walking around who were like Wall Street, you know, wannabe stock broker Wait, but, but types. Is this, 
Is this and an issue that you're facing personally? Yes, yes, of course. Okay. Definitely facing this issue. And, I'm tr- and what I'm doing is I'm using it to my advantage instead of being screwed over by it like I have been, mm. you know, for the last decade of being around here. And so I, it took me a long time to realize this and a lot of, like, frustration of being in the city and trying to date these girls that are always distracted. And then, then they're always, like, talking to five other guys. And then you're talking to other girls. And, and like, you just want to commit, but you don't and you can't because you're so ambivalent because you're like, oh, I like this person. But then there's always the promise of another person because you're in a big city. And it's generally a problem for a city, but it's especially a problem for a technology-driven city like San Francisco. And... You know, people generally live in a city so that they can, uh, you know, pursue their career. And so their career first their, and their relationships come second and their friends come first and the relationship comes second. And then when you add things like Tinder into it, it's like, you know, the next guy's only a swipe away. And how many freaking millions of dudes are there around in the city, right? Because the technology, freaking Ivy League fucking cocksucking douchebags coming here <laughs> off the bus every day. Off the there's bus. thousands of them, so to speak, figuratively oh, speaking. Right? Like, what bus the are Google they taking? Bus, okay. the Google, Google bus. <laughs> they get off one, go plane and go down to the Google bus. Uh, they're coming from all around the world. It's kind of like the gold rush. San Francisco has always been the city of mm-hmm. men. And let me tell you why. Is because it's it started as a city of men because it was a bunch of Argonauts and explorers coming here in 1849 to uh, to search for treasure, and there's a bunch of single men in bottles. 18, and bo- well, I've tried to find their bottles now. But in 1850, there was there was you know thousands of men in the city. There was probably only 50 women. There was some statistic like that, and so they had to import prostitutes from Europe and South America and China mm. just to to satisfy the demand because there was hardly any women here. Oh, and did s- not s- know that. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, even now we have this big tech boom, which attracts generally more men. Yeah. That's why there's like a maybe about a 20,000 men surplus in the Bay Area. There's like Mm -hmm. 20,000 more dudes than there are chicks or some kind of crazy number like that. Um, But do you feel like you're competing with other men? You think there's more competition? Well, of course. Inherently, you're going to be competing with other dudes when you have, you know, a huge pool of people. You're going to be... Dating is competition. That's the nature of it. So you've come to some solutions. Yes. (laughs) I have a really simple, practical solution that works for me. Works first time every time. <laughs> Let me take a deep breath first. I cannot wait. You ready? For this. I'm so ready. I feel like knowledge is about to get dropped. Oh yeah, <sighs> knowledge bomb. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Drop, drop it. Three. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> the secret to dating successfully in San Francisco is not dating people from San Francisco. Damn! You know how fucking long it took me to figure that out? You know how many fucking stupid-ass basics I had to go through in <laughs> shitty dates where I, I'm like, oh, I'll take you out to dinner. I'm really, I'm the nice guy. And I'm the this. And now I'm like trying to text and they're fucking not responding and, 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 and my heart's broken and all this shit. And then it's like these fucking people are like, they seem like they don't have a soul and shit. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? Huh. Fucking Tinder is the kiss of death, right? Because you have millions of people. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Tinder's the kiss of death in the city because there's millions of people in the city populating Tinder. Uh-huh. If you get Tinder passport, <laughs> you go to a small town where there's less people and all the girls there are just like, you know, oh man, I'm sick of these like three dudes I have to choose from. 
and you just start tindering there, you fucking get so many goddamn hits. I'm like, I'm like freaking neck deep in, in freaking Tinder messages just from going to Dunsmere or, Wait, but, uh, but or a gold about... country town up in Placer. I don't know. So Any, when you're yeah. talking about these small towns, you're not talking about like Bumblefuck, Idaho or something. No, no, like no, no, no. You're you gotta, like local you, It's got to be feasible. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem with San Francisco is a lot of people don't want to travel outside of their right. little microclimate. A lot of people are living in their microclimate. And I get that, too. And I have a solution for that, too. I haven't actually tried to implement it because I'm willing to drive. And it's, it's, it's given me great success. Um, but uh, <laughs> What's your solution for the people not willing to drive? Um, you have to find someone that just moved here, and they have to be from a small town, and you have to get them right when they fucking move I was going to say the same host. thing. I think there is a yeah. definite merit to but, that. But look, trust me, man. It's still hard, because as soon as a, a girl moves here, they're like overwhelmed, like, oh, all oh my men. God, so many men. They're so attractive. They all went to Ivy League schools, and they all make upwards of six figures a year. Holy shit, my parents don't even, like, they work at, like, McDonald's. You know, it's like people that come here, they're... You know, from small, and a lot of people from small towns don't come here. That's the problem. That's why I go to them. Because, mm-hmm. you know, just the fact that I own a car impresses them. Like wow. here, when you're trying to on a date in San Francisco with a San Francisco girl, you, you can't impress them. You could say every fucking thing in the world to pull it out of your freaking hat. Like, oh, uh, I'm, I'm, my career, uh, my car, my, my this, that, my talent, skills. They don't give a shit because they have a million other so dudes. there's a little bit of socioeconomic status oh, yeah. mixed in here. Are you When you go to the small towns, do you find the difference then? Oh, fuck yeah, I find the difference. <laughs> yeah, what is Oh, it? my God. It's easier to impress them. All you have to do is be like, hey, I'm an actor in San Francisco. Like, wow, you live in a big city? Wow, you're an actor? You have a driver's license? Do you have any convictions for drugs like meth? You've never dealt meth before like my last boyfriend? Oh, my God, my parents are going to love you. The standard is really low then. Hell, yeah. Yeah, that's what you want. You want people with low standards so you can impress them no matter what you do. And they're and they're bored. They're sitting in their town. They're going, God, I I just need something to do, someone to do. I need some something to like sweep me off my feet. I'm sick of all these dumbass guys with tattoos who ride around on their skateboards and sell drugs and never leave their small town. They're sick of that. They want this interesting guy from the city. They want this guy like, whoa. Okay, but I get I get how you can impress them, but what would be impressive? about them for you? Like, what would be attractive? Okay, good, very good question. What is attractive? What is? Let's first talk about what's not attractive about a girl from San Francisco. A girl okay. from San Francisco, perpetu- a perpetual child. At 28, she's still running around pretending she's in a sorority. At, they're, they're, they, uh, they're fickle. They're, they're never concentrated on you. They're always on their phone. They're always getting text mm-hmm. messages even when you're on a date. They're, they're constantly, like, distracted. Technology, it's all about distraction. You're getting these notifications, fucking notifications. And, and so they're, they're distracted. They're fickle. They're not emotionally invested in you. They're invested in their career. Mm. They're, they're invested in their friends. They're not – they don't look at you. They, when they look at you, they don't really look at you. They're not mm. in that moment. Because they're so fucking overwhelmed and distracted. Because that's just human nature. That's the nature of our brains. We get overwhelmed by too much stimulus. Living in a city, too much stimulus. Too much technology, too much stimulus. Here's the thing about girls from small towns. 
they really look at you. They they fucking they they look at you like they have something behind their eyes, mm. their soul. They're present. And they're present with you. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's true what they say being a small town is like being 10 years in the past. Guess what wasn't fucking 10 years ago? It's all these goddamn distracting apps and bullshit yeah. and all this smartphone crap. And so they're actually present in the moment and they they spend time with you. And when I first started doing this, I was like this is what's been missing in my life, in my dating life, is mm-hmm. I, I get to actually date somebody. I get to go on multiple dates. It unfolds like a relationship. It builds. It becomes. There's like an upward momentum. Whereas in the San Francisco girls, you just, there's, you can't, you can't fucking date them. So you, in general, you mentioned general. earlier that you're an equal opportunist in terms yeah. of age. Some of the stuff you mentioned, have you seen a difference as women get older? Definitely a difference between as women get older in different areas. So in San Francisco, you're going to have the, uh, largely you're going to have the, the college and then above crowds. So you're going to have the 21 to 28 is probably the hardest age bracket to date. Cause mm-hmm. they're, they're, uh, they're super overwhelmed and busy and they just got to the city and they're like, just, and they're not totally. ready to s- settle down or commit. But, and so they're, there's, but they're old enough to be jaded, but they're mm-hmm. too, they're too young to be wise. So that's the hardest part. And then 28 up, that's when they're like, ding, oh shit, biological clock, gotta breed, oh man. But then with San Francisco, it's actually way delayed. See, in a small yeah. town, fucking mm-hmm. you're 21, and you're, 21 yeah. you already have a kid. You're a single mom with a kid or you're, you're looking, you know. But in San Francisco, right. 29, 30, early 30s even now, you're still like running around like right. you're in a sorority, woo! You know, but see... But you so, prefer yeah. the younger or the younger Well, range? in San Francisco, it makes it really difficult. It, it, this is a tough one because basically the age brackets screw you. 21 to 28 in San Francisco, you're, it's very hard. Above 28, that's good. But you have to be ready to get, you know, commit right away and get married and all that stuff, which is what you're looking for. So if, if you're looking for something more of a, com- a commitment from a girl, I would go for a girl basically above 30 at this point. But what are you looking for? Me personally? Yeah. Um, I'm looking for a white trash hippie girl in a small town whose parents own some nice property. And as soon as I meet her, I'm just going to fucking move up there onto that property, either in a trailer or in the house. And I'm just going to like, uh, look for bottles. Yeah. That's a dream. I almost had it, man. Last summer, dude, I met a white trash hippie girl, totally sexual, fucking hot. And the only problem was she was, a, she was fucking, she was kind of an idiot and she was selfish and it didn't work out. She cheated on me with a fake hippie who, who painted her in the nude. And I said, don't go up there. Don't go camping with that fucking fake ass hippie. He's going to, he's going to try to have sex with you. And she's like, oh no, that's not going to happen. Woo. And then she did. And I was like, fuck. Cause her family dude had the nicest house in Sebastopol. Oh my god! Fucking old money with a hot tub. These people are all old money. They're white trash rich. They're, mm. they're fucking grand, great grandfathers were like lumber barons. But don't, but don't or you, farmers that don't were you want to look for a partner? I mean, even if this is yes. fleeting, but like, yeah. don't you want a partner who's equally as interesting, equally as ambitious, like equally as whatever it may be? I fucking like, hate ambitious people. They're always like, yeah, I'm going this weekend. I'm going to, to Bali for a week next month. <laughs> and this weekend I'm going to Phoenix and then the fucking <laughs> I'm going rock climbing and boating. I'm like, Jesus Christ, slow the fuck down. I just want to like connect with you. I hate fucking ambitious people. I want somebody so that's fucking there for me. Why do you live here? 
because I, 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 I self-deprecated. I can't stand myself. No, I'm just kidding. No, what the, <laughs> what the real reason is, is there's great work here that I, I'm useless. I'm, if I go to a small town, they're right. like, if you're not a general contractor or a carpenter, you're right. a fucking, who are you? You do voiceover and acting? Get the fuck out of here, you idiot. So, and so then I come, I'm a man of no worlds. It's actually fucked for me. That's kind of one of the reasons why it's taking so long. So I go to a small town and people are like, hey, yo, you grow weed or you, you, you do carpentry up here. You know, we don't do like voice over and all that shit whatever the hell you do down and then I come down here and my skills are relevant but then the people I'm around but would would you want I, to pluck yeah. someone from a small town and bring them here or no you... you'll just corrupt them no I want to go there <laughs> you pluck them from a small town I, I would never do that to anybody I would never just do something so terrible to so it's pretty safe to innocent say, person it's pretty safe to say God. that you're, you're you've stopped dating in San Francisco oh fuck yeah I have I I, I have a hundred percent not will not waste my time and I, a couple times I've I've gone back and been like maybe I should and I've started to talk to a couple San Francisco people and then after dating the small town people it is this difference the contrast is so stark when you talk to the San Francisco people like oh my god you're like a fucking 30 year old child and and you are not really in this invested in me at all and you're totally mm-hmm. distracted and you're talking to like five other dudes and this is ne- this is not going anywhere but you the say fucking- you're in the same boat the- though they may be talking to five other dudes you're talking to five other girls so aren't well, yeah, you because- kind of the mirror of them yes be- but i'm talking to them to increase my options and and increase my possibility for success in a shorter time period and then as soon as, as I get a hint of somebody like the dirty hippie chick last summer, I, I stopped, you know, talking to everybody and I just committed to that. As soon as I got a hint that it might fucking go somewhere. So and let's then, talk about yeah. that because uh-huh. when we spoke yeah. last time, you were like, you know, the girls in small towns date like they date traditionally and the girls mm-hmm. in San Francisco, they don't date traditionally. Correct. So what does that mean? It's just the girls in San Francisco are too distracted to be able to go on one date and then be like... Oh, let's go on another date, and then maybe this is. I'm I'm speaking in general, yeah, yeah, my ex- yeah, totally. from experience, and, and then it there's this feeling of it building, and there's this commitment that kind of is a subtext mm-hmm. when you start spending more and more time with. People. The key to successfully dating is to is to spend time with somebody. Right. And the problem is, I don't fucking have a job where I see certain people every day. If you have a job, even in the Bay Area, where you see the same people every day, if you could pick a fucking person that you are attracted to and you like out of that and and work on that and build that you have a chance yeah but if you don't if you're not in that situation let me tell you you are fucked so (laughs) you can't like you need time and and with small town girls they have the time because they don't have anything to do there's no there's no employment there and if they think maybe they go to a jc and they, they work at a as a, at a restaurant but they have time and they, and they have a, a emotional availability mm-hmm. you know and they're like they're so you can spend time and you develop like a connection with them and i found it before that in, in the city in the bay area i found it really hard to develop connections with people they're just mm-hmm. too jaded too distracted too distracted and they had too many options well, i think women feel the same way yeah absolutely. i know which is, which is strange absolutely. Why? i don't get that either i know you mentioned earlier if you google there was this article from uh-huh. thrillist a while ago yeah. i don't know if you remember this like why dating sf is the worst yeah yeah i've seen and that both men and women were posting it so that's, <laughs> that's the part that's, that's baffling to me it's, it's not baffling. like one sex is like having 
the best yeah. time ever and the other one is not. That's Everything right. you're That's saying, really... perpetual child, um, distracted, fickle, yep. it's not for, emotionally. It applies to the men too. Oh, not oh, yeah. emotionally invested, not present. These are the phrases we hear all the time from both both sexes. So what's the real issue here? Because you're talking about mm. specifically online dating and yeah. actually specifically Tinder. Have you tried to meet people in real life? Oh, what do you mean if I tried to meet people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the whole point or else you're wasting your time. No, but like getting off the apps to meet people. Oh, yes, Mexico. yes. I have thought about that. Not in San Francisco, obviously, because everyone's on their phones. You can't even talk to them. You go to, that's true. How do you meet someone? You go to a public space and you, you see someone at Whole Foods or sitting at a table eating their food and you go and talk to them or you grocery store or bookstore or on the street at bus stop. Anywhere you go now, everyone's just like their face is glued to their freaking phones. A bunch of fucking pod people. I see them walking down the street now. It actually, makes me viscerally depressed I, I see these people crossing the street there's like yep. it's, it's like fucking invasion of the body snatchers they're all wearing their fucking little white headphones so and they're just true. like duh, duh. <laughs> now, it's come to a point where like my impression of someone in San Francisco is someone walking staring at their phone not even looking at reality and just going I mean it's sad like, because like I've lived guys here now goes, for you know. nine years so I feel like yeah. I've been here for a decent amount and there was like this I forget it was like some sketch on YouTube but like the it was like taking you through different mm-hmm. people that you would meet in different cities, and the stereotype for SF was like a tech bro on his phone. Oh yeah, tech or, we chick, like, or chick or chick. But yeah. we we're like, this is so sad because like a couple years ago, that would not have been yep. what people associated yep. with San Francisco. But now so, that yeah. is, and like, and now it's so this this plague this infection in our fucking civilization is going to go to these small towns. We don't have a lot of time. <laughs> You're going to go freaking. You're going to go to Reading in 10 years and there's going to be a bunch of people on their phone, too. I bet. You know, they're already all these goddamn white people are already moving to uh, Sacramento and and other cool cities and infecting those cities with their stupid automaton phone tech tech bullshit, you know, which which sucks, you know, because I have a lot of secret little places I can still go that's that are like islands, oasises of what are some of those? You just made that up. I want to share where some of those. Fuck no, I'm not going to share with you. It's pretty logical, dude. Just think about a small town where people don't have a lot of options or where people are. Let me, I'll I'll tell you this. I I went on a date that was really amazing uh, last summer and it like made summer actually feel like summer. I was was camping in uh, Weber Lake in Tahoe. And I started tindering the shit out of it because, I, you know, as soon as I go anywhere else, I'm like, bam, 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 you know, tinder. T-. And so it's just like, right, right, right. And then so I, I met this girl who's like my fantasy girl. She lived in Carson City, Nevada. No idea where that is. Yeah, no, most people don't who live in the city. But I'll just, as an anecdote, I, I, I went up to visit her and she was driving this beat up old truck from the 1980s and, and she she had a cassette player and she still used cassettes. She's a 23-year-old, absolutely drop-dead, fucking long blonde hair with peach fuzz, tan skin, perpetual bikini peach body fuzz. like those white trash girls tend to do. They're like, why are they all so hot? Why are they not fat? They all eat like terrible food and stuff. But it, it, there's, she's like so, she's like fucking in a bikini and pictures. I'm like, what the hell? So anyway, I'm driving around in this beat up truck and she was babysitting some beautiful little kid that her friend had that was, she was out of town for the weekend in Tahoe. That's out of town when you're in Carson City. It's literally like <laughs> 10 miles away or something. Right. But anyway, so uh, we're driving around in this beat up pickup truck and the sun was setting in the desert and it was me and her and this child, this beautiful child that could <laughs> have been ours. That's not yours or hers. But it could have been. 
and, and we went to this barbecued ribs festival and we we're walking around and, and, and I was holding the child's hand and I was holding her hand. I was like, this is what I'd be doing if I grew up in Carson City. I would, a, I would be married to this beautiful peach fuzzed, blonde haired, tan bikini body, fucking hick girl who drives a beat up truck and her dad's a contractor. Their dads are always contractors. And I would be, I would have this beautiful child and it would be mine and, and we'd be at the barbecued barbecue rib festival together and as a family and I just I, I, I actually started crying and I had to I, I was like oh that sauce I ate was really hot I started crying oh my God. it was fucking crazy <laughs> I, dude I, so, I, I had to tell her it was hot sauce bottle net I'm just like not in the same world as you I, I see it but I don't get it yet and I, I, see don't, I think the takeaway the, though at least that I'm hearing is that you have like a like this isn't necessarily your environment but you found other options without having to leave. Some people, you know, you know, aren't going to feel like they belong in a certain place. Right. And I've always felt that. And But I grew up in kind of a smaller town in Marin in a different time period when people were a lot cooler and less tech-driven and distracted. So, you know, I, I guess it's natural I'm going to feel that. And so being in the city, it actually it never feels right to me. It never feels comfortable right. to me interacting with anyone here. And I, I know there's other people here that probably feel the same and totally I think a lot the, of people do yeah I, we have a lot of I mean we were saying like a lot of friends I feel mm-hmm. this way sometimes mm-hmm. like I think it's like is there like that guy that wants that commitment and maybe yeah. the maybe a strategy is going to like the East Bay I'm not like or somewhere else you like have South to physically Bay, or, like maybe it is expanding your horizons a bit it's hard because you have to be able to commit because one of the number one uh, keys to any uh, formula for a relationship to work is proximity, physical proximity. Right. Oh yeah. So you're, you're you going to have to be close to each other. But I think it's a catch twenty two because your situation is a little different. Mm-hmm. Most people come to San Francisco or they go to mm-hmm. a city not only because they're attracted to that city and yeah. the mm-hmm. career opportunities, but they're also attracted to the people in that city. Mm-hmm. So this city attracts people who yep. are. Maybe um, you know career driven. They're ambitious. Mm-hmm. They're they're really into trying out new things or kind of you know adventurous. And <laughs> everybody's ways. oh, let's go on an adventure. Oh, let's find a hidden secret. How about that lake, Alamere Falls, Bass Lake? That lake that I fucking like grew up at, and now they're inundating there. They're all coming there in droves from <laughs> their fucking Google but buses. You, know, but, but you sons is, of bitches. You Sorry, that's, that's a it, but you you <laughs> see it from the outside. For people who are in the situation, uh-huh. who are like actually in the trenches like the every tech, day bam every go to their day, job bubble, come back they're, having, they're in the city yeah, they're having I get issues it. dating I think these are the mm-hmm. takeaways I'm, I'm thinking of um, yeah. and we talk about this a lot is one put your phone and your headphones yeah. down I mean that's huge oh, definitely people yes. are so not yep. present not even in conversation but just walking down the street yeah for safety reasons mm-hmm. you should be putting down your phone and your headphones out no right? I mean I make the phones are addictive and I'm no freaking exception I'm not cooler than everyone else here I fucking, I'm a pod person. I'm a goddamn automaton robot douchebag loser too. I sit there on my phone. I stare at my fucking phone and look at mindless bullshit on Facebook for like, for like an hour after I wake up or like for an hour when I'm eating, it's it's like hours a day are wasted. And like when I go to a public space, I, I make it a point to put that shit in my pocket and just Look around me and and be open. Be open yep. to c- connecting with somebody. Eye contact, eye contact and 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 just 
the real key is another thing I learned from pe- going to small towns is small town people are really good at talking to everybody, even yeah. if it's su- mm. it's never superficial. It's it's like, hey, how's it going? They How are you? you they make conversation you. with yeah. you, yeah. and that is the key to fucking totally. everything. It's the key to getting jobs. It's the key to like meeting people that you it, you it, everything can be gotten by just making casual random conversation with random people that you don't well, know. So this is this is yeah. the issue we mm-hmm. always face is that people in the city kind of feel like they're in the center of the universe and everything kind of evolves around them. Urban elites, yeah, of course. So when you go into a date, what most people do is they have a checklist of things they need to accomplish in that date or in that day or in tomorrow. So then they're not present on, yeah, you, while they're on that date because they're too busy thinking about their own Elementary. Dates, right? You have to be present. you you got to let all that stuff go. It's like meditation. So I, I agree. So I was going to say a great tip is before you go on a date, mm-hmm. put down your phone for 30 minutes beforehand. So oh. your mind is at least clear. Right. But don't you have to check your text messages to see if your date's going to flake well, on you or not? Well, then you should no. just say <laughs> for the next 30 minutes, I'm not going to be reachable. I'll see you there. Right? Ooh, so that's, I a think good, that's a good because, idea. Because one, it gives people yeah. less of an opportunity to flake out last minute. Yeah. They and know two, that yeah. and you get to clear your mind. That's you a should good meditate thirty minutes before a date. So when you go into that date, clean slate. You're and not be present. Don't have and it's hard not to have like um stuff from your past that comes in and influences your present consciousness. You're like there's always gonna be thing like you know, that's why the young girls are really great, because they're not jaded. But there's like there's like stuff. Everybody who's over fucking you know, early twenties is is gonna have all this the the social conditioning and, and all these yeah. past experiences mm-hmm. that are gonna influence how they interact with individuals now. And that's also very damaging because you can go into a situation where you don't even know a person and you can have judgments of them based on their appearance, based on things they've already told you, and a text message. I mean, how could you judge someone from a text message, really? And then all this stuff, and it's really a good meditative practice to uh, to clear your mind of prejudgments. Yes, really. before going no. on a date. Yeah. And the other um, yeah. thing I want to bring up is you said the girls you meet aren't emotionally invested mm-hmm. because they go from date to date. And we see this a lot. So mm-hmm. people really. schedule back-to-back dates. Of course. They have their whole week yep. filled. What if you took a step back and said, I'm only going to go on one date a week? That's it. So for that, that week, might, wow, that might you be a only think about plan. this one person. Yeah. Because what happens a lot of times, we go on a date and we think, oh, this doesn't work out. I still have yeah. that date on Saturday. Exactly. There's a plan B. Yeah. So we're not investing in that person. We're well, not I think there. That's a great idea. We're not fully present. You know, and then we're not emotionally present either. No. So I, I would say, take a step back and say, I will only schedule max one date per week. Yep. That's it. You just, yeah. And you just have to hope they're doing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I think like. <laughs> which usually they aren't, which breeds, you know, you know, if, if everyone did that, that would be great. It, but that breeds um, you getting really frustrated because then you're like, shit, I have no backup plan. And she flaked on me on a Saturday night vlog. You know, that's, that's. It, well, it, I'm hoping that would, that would create more accountability. You're right. If you only have I, one date a week. I think it's a better way just to, to live because then you're at least putting yourself out there and then you will eventually come yeah, across that exactly. exceptional person exactly. that is doing the same thing or feels the same way. There are. Totally. I mean, I know like you're obviously seeing uh-huh. from yours, but we talk to a lot of people and a lot of people feel the same way you do. Oh, Absolutely. I know. I've, I've read all that stuff. Men, so it's like oh, yeah. we all are facing this. So it's yeah. like clearly no one's happy with the way they're dating with this back-to-back, like no. always another option. So yeah. it's like... 
what can we do? And all this stuff, I think, is very it is, valid. That's really you know? constructive. But I think the main kind of point mm-hmm. I want to get to is <clears throat> everything that I'm not just speaking to you, Ned, but if you're listening and you have all these complaints <laughs> about the people you've been dating, look to yourself yeah. first. You know, when you call someone yeah. a perpetual child, mm-hmm. look to yourself. True. Are you exhibiting behavior that also makes you seem like a perpetual Of course. Child. If you're complaining about people who are fickle and they have, they're distracted, right. yeah. are you also fickle Amen. and distracted yeah. yourself, right? Usually like attracts like Exactly. So look inside first into yourself and see what you can change about yourself before you start putting, you know, putting these complaints out into the universe because oh, yeah. we're all in the same boat here. Exactly. Nobody yep. likes to date someone who scheduled five back-to-back dates. No. Yeah. Nobody likes to date someone who is not fully present even though they're looking at you. Nobody wants any of that, right? So we can't or change call it. someone on their bullshit, too. Oh, my gosh, Like, yes. if someone's on their phone or, like, fiddling around, be like, Let's do a rule that we're not having our phones out for this date. Yeah. yeah, can we not? Yeah, can we not have our phones out? And I do like, because people always say, you know, like, I think someone should um, confirm the date, you know, you know, the day before. And I agree. I think if you're going on a date, then, you know, um, you have a date set, you should confirm the night yeah. before. And for that whole entire day, you shouldn't have anxiety about if that person's going right. to show up or not. That shouldn't be an issue for anybody. Right. Yep. Yep. So you yep. should confirm the night before and that for the whole day, lose that anxiety and lose your phone. I think you got a good point because you're not you can't expect other people to do this, but it, you should at least do it yourself. Yes. Because as soon as you recognize yourself, it took me, I mean, so long to know who I am before I could gain the confidence and experience and understanding to really be able to effectively use my dating techniques, yep. which are, you know, not as difficult as yours, frankly. I'm just using the technique of avoidance of, of a certain group of a demographic of people, but in a certain geographic region. Yeah. But uh, your uh, your technique is 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 harder in the in the short term, I think. But I think it's going to pay off because you're going to invest and invest. And the the trick is, you know, you you really just have to say, like. I'm going to invest and give myself. And if they don't do the same thing, then they're not worth it anyway. Absolutely. And also, I think you'll filter better. If you're only allotted one date a week, then you're not going to say to every yes to everyone who asks you out. And I think we, so we had had an episode about how to meet more people in real life. Because people always struggle with this. Because dating apps are the default. And no one is happy with that. But that's how it is. So we've been kind of, we did like a challenge, a seven day challenge, and I did it myself. And it was not having your phone, smiling at people, trying to make small talk like you talked yeah. about. And it's hard. It's people fucking hard. Don't. You get so hard. You, notice you get out of, uh, it's, it's, it's like a muscle that you have right. to work totally. all the time or else you lose it. It's totally. weird. But I feel like from doing it myself, like I've been making a lot more random conversation with people. I've just felt yeah. more relaxed not being glued to my phone yeah. like every second. So I do think even if you're not getting the reciprocal yeah. back, it's like still healthy for you to do even for yourself. And if you take a road trip and go to a small town, notice how they do it. Because yeah. you'll go to a yes. grocery store and there'll be a lot more random conversation oh, sure. with cashiers and fellow shoppers. And are you you're, you go anywhere. And, and at first, you know, when I, when I was first noticing this, you know, and I was like going, you know, doing my trips out of the city yeah. whole campaign, you know, years ago, I... I would be walking on the street. Someone would be like, hey, how's your day going? I'd be like, what the hell do you want from me, yeah. man? Get away from exactly. me. Exactly. You know, Here you're like, like weird, you asked know? me for money. But you're all for your motive. Yeah, but yeah. actually, you know, 
you have to realize that people are genuinely asking that because they come from a different environment. And then, but take that, take that back mm-hmm. to this place. I, I do, uh, so here's here's a little trick for people, and, and I've done this with um, friends before. Go to Union Square and just attract the tourists. Oh, yeah. Attract mm-hmm. the idea. tourists. Because attract tourists will talk tourists? to Tourists will talk to anybody. Oh, yeah, they yeah. need directions. Travelers will talk yeah. to they anybody. Need to, yeah. you know, they well, need to figure not, out where to from go. They're from small exactly. towns. From small towns. They need to know what's like the hottest restaurant to go to. Yeah. Just sit in Union Square and you're going to be approached by a ton of people good, who are so point. willing to yeah. talk to you. And that's a great way to exercise yeah. your conversational I used to, skills. Yeah, I used to go into the hostels and do that. I would yeah. just go and talk to folks. <laughs> yeah. You go into that, that go to the hostel, hostel on, on uh, Broadway. Just don't yeah. get killed, guys. <laughs> the other, on the yeah. flip side is, and we talked about this too, date like you're on vacation in your city. Exactly. Why can't you just yeah. date like you're coming right. to San Francisco for the first time and you're talking to strangers because you're in a different city or yeah. you're in a new city. I went to Sonoma last week. I was just in a hotel lobby, and I spoke to more people in that one day than I have my entire month in San Francisco. Yeah. Because people are just so willing to talk when they're and on vacation. And you're probably yeah. more approachable because if you're on yep. vacation, you're not glued to your phone. You're yes. looking around. You're and I have my dog. what's out there. That helps, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So should we do a question of the day? Yeah, let's do a question of the day. Hey, this is really entertaining. Yeah, this is <laughs> the day from Adam who says, I planned this elaborate first date with this girl I really like. And uh, she ended up suggesting that she didn't want to go on this elaborate date. She just wanted to go to her house and chill. What does this mean? Is this sort of the standard of dating now? And did I make the wrong impression? Am I trying too hard? This is a first date. How long have they been talking, though? I, I don't get. Well, it, I don't know. But, we don't have any background information, yeah. but it's a first date. Well, geez. Um, I mean, my my first thought would be that she just wants to wants some booty. Yeah. But but you know, then you start to think there are some strange people. And when I say strange, just like outliers, like people who think differently. And you know, recently I had a girl. She's like, "Hey, I live up in Healdsburg. Why don't you just come to my place?" You know. I'm, I'm like, don't you want to meet downtown first because right. you don't know me? Like, you really yeah. want to give me your home address here? Some people are just strangely trusting. And I told her, I said, you, you know, normally you probably shouldn't give someone your address if you haven't even met up with them yet. But, <laughs> um, you know, I'm not weird, I swear. So, you know, I, I came over and it, it was it was fine and everything. We were just hanging out. But, um, you know, I, some people are just more trusting or more willing to open up like that. And some people are a lot less mm-hmm. trusting. And then, and then most people are in between where they're not going to tell someone to come over but so I do think it's a booty call or it's just something where she just wants to get to know him without any distraction or or noise or maybe she's really broke and she doesn't want to go to a bar or a restaurant and spend money that's another possibility I mean I think this day and age like you don't people have different ideas of what dating (laughs) means and I think he should probably just ask her like he could just flat out say like hey I was really excited about doing this. Like, is there a reason you didn't want to do this? And just see what she says. Because I think it's like you said, like, who knows what her motive is? You might as well just ask her. Well, you know, if it's an elaborate, yeah, that's a good point. If it's an elaborate date, she might be like, whoa, I don't want to go on some crazy hike where right. I'm stuck in the middle yeah. of the wilderness with some dude. It might have just been a yeah. miscommunication. It might not be like she's not interested mm-hmm. or she's not looking for it. It just might be too much too soon. Or good call. she didn't feel well. Who knows what's going on? Might as well yeah. just ask her. Yeah. She wants to put minimal effort into it because he she doesn't know if he's worth 
any effort, which goes back to what you're saying. Yeah. You know, she, she might be thinking, oh, I don't know if he's worth it, but maybe you should always just err on the side that they are going to be worth it. If you've yeah. been talking to them and they seem Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. And for the doubt, right? Yeah. 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 But I think the communication aspect, Julie, that you brought up is very important. I think he should go, still go on this date with her, but communicate the fact that he was really excited about this date that he had yeah. planned. It was yeah. pretty elaborate. And, he, you know, ask her why she decided not to do that and have a much simpler plan. I'd like to hear her answer. I, w- I would go on the date and then ask her, though. Not over the phone. Well, yeah. Not over the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you should yeah. ask while on the date. While on the totally. date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. totally. But I don't think it should, it means anything that she did this, right? It could mean... You don't know what it means. So exactly. It, it could mean anything. You're, so not you... a, you're not psychic. Nowadays, people are very uncomfortable with right. actual dates. You know, like back in yeah. the day, it was like dinner and a movie. Right. People are really people don't uncomfortable go to with that. Even. Because now they do yeah. a pre-date yeah. interview. Yeah. It's, yeah. These dates interview, are pre-date yeah. interviews totally. and they think it should just be at a bar over a drink. So some people are just really uncomfortable spending all yeah. that time with someone on the on these pre-dates. Yeah, I think a pre-date interview makes sense in our, our culture because, you know, it's so tech-driven that most people are meeting on, a lot of people are meeting online, especially around here. And so you just don't know. There's all kinds of weirdos online. And so it's probably just safer and a better idea to do the pre-date interview, the, yeah. uh, the coffee or the beer at the bar or whatever. Or to me, or we've talked it's, about it's this, logical. just call. Just have a phone I know. call. The phone call is big. Filter FaceTime. Face I've had girls yeah. FaceTime. FaceTime I mean, with them. You'll already probably wait. filter out a bunch of like the people that will only text you. Yeah, so, the only thing you yeah. can't get on FaceTime is is uh, height <laughs> <laughs> and other things. <laughs> okay, Ned, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh-huh. I, since you're not dating in San Francisco, if someone wants to find you, how yeah. would they do that? They're, you're not on the apps in San Francisco. Oh, but I'm always in San Francisco. I'm always well, on. They can reach out to us sites. if someone else feels like they want to really get to know someone that is not super surgically attached to their phone reach in mm-hmm. mm-hmm. pass them go. along or they <laughs> <laughs> whoa nice you don't even have to pay me just pay me in dates <laughs> or if someone has a nice collection of bottles they want to share too. yes definitely yeah. if anyone has a grandfather that used to be a construction worker when they were building Embarcadero Center want, you know all those places you'll very specific, specific, specific please specific even if they're yeah. surgically attached to their phone you'll still yes okay <laughs> I don't care. Hey, uh, I do anything with bottles. I suck your dick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you just lost all your dates. Yeah, Damn it. Oh, no. I lost Zero them matches. again. Zero uh, matches. No, that's all I do. You got to be your real self that's and you'll true. get the people that really, really. I did that. You know, recently oh. I was in Tahoe and I, I was like, screw this, man. All these. I don't care. I'm just going to act like myself. I'm, I'm over this. And that's when you just when you find someone, you're like, Ugh! and then this girl's like, I really like your personality. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. I was just I'll give you this. Psycho. You're definitely authentic. Thank you. You're definitely authentic. <laughs> that's the thing. That is for nothing sure. fake about you. Yeah. Everybody is underneath their facade, so you just have to you break them down. Facade, and, right? No, awesome. I don't. I don't have any social tact or facade. Or anything, yeah. Okay, yeah. listeners, if you want to be bottled, Ned, we'd be happy to hook you up, even if it's not for romantic reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have similar stories, similar experiences, or any dating stories, we love to have you as a guest on our show. Just reach out to us. And on that note, stay Stay dateable. (laughs) Your action item for this week is to put your phone down. I know it's hard to quit cold turkey. So let's start with putting away our phones and our headphones for at least 30 minutes a day while you're out and about. I think that's doable, right? 
Take in all the sounds, sights, and smells of wherever you're at, and you never know who you might notice. The most efficient way to meet new people is a combination of online and offline. 500 Brunches has your offline covered. Connect over brunch with new friends. Come alone or bring a buddy. There is always a table full of friendly faces, mimosas, and eggs benedict. Sign up at 500brunches.com and use the code DATEABLE for a free entry. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable Podcast. Mm-hmm.